what's wrong? I'm fine. Why? You keep looking over your shoulder. What if that guy did this to your car? What guy? The clown? Someone slashed my tires? Well, he knows this is your car. He saw us getting into it earlier. Hey! Handsome! Cut it out! My friend wants your number! Kill you! Look, that guy was harmless. He's just some douchebag in a costume acting like a retard because it's Halloween. Hi, this is Brandon Ford. And this is Tony the Tiger, the Thunder from Down Under. And welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. Guess what, Tony? We're only a week away. <laughs> Why did you have to steal my thunder? <laughs> yes, we are one week away from Halloween. Mm-hmm. And the Halloween tricks and treats continue on the Blind Rage Podcast this week with the 2016 killer clown slasher terrifier do you like this one tony i was surprisingly okay with this one it was one that i kept seeing pictures of and i thought i might as well give it a watch just so i know what these memes are about and then it was good yes i think it well um i might ask you some stupid questions Mm-hmm. Because I, I might give you stupid answers. <laughs> well, I have this is one that there is no audio description for that I was able to find and that I wasn't able to see visually. So um, I only listened to it and filled in the gaps with the plot summary on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, but there is some, there, I do have a question though about a scene in the beginning, but we'll get to that momentarily. For the time being, I'm going to get the plugs quickly out of the way. I would like to encourage everybody to please check out my books in hardcover, paperback, and Kindle editions on Amazon.com by typing in Brandon Ford. You'll also find my author page, which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications whenever I have a new release. I also have several titles available in audiobook format, which you can find easily on Audible. Um, if you don't already, please follow me on Instagram at writer Brandon Ford on both Letterboxd 
and Twitter at Brandon Ford. You can also follow Tony on Letterboxd at Toner on Tony underscore the underscore bear. I still think you should be Tony the koala. <laughs> um, oh, no, marsupial. <laughs> um, so... Yes, and if you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, recommendations, please feel free to email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. Please don't forget to check out the Blind Rage Podcast official Facebook page. Um, while you're there, like and subscribe. Lastly, and most importantly... Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Blind Rage Podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. So, before we get into the movie, let's get into some recent views. Have you seen anything lately that you'd care to mention? Well, um, not too much. I uh, rewatched a movie that I quite like. Uh, it's a science fiction, so... <laughs> I don't think you'd like it, uh, but it's called Serenity with um, Nathan Fillion. Uh, I think that's his name. Uh, um, by Joss by Joss Whedon. So, and it, it's it's a movie that I quite liked. It's um, uh, got an interesting um, subplot about uh, countries trying to control other countries. <laughs> so. Uh, and the other thing that I've been watching is a reality show called The Great British Sewing Bee, where people construct garments and get judged for it. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I'd rather oh, watch it's, Top it's Model. Quaint. <laughs> what are you, a little old lady? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, for got God. my feet in my slippers, got the recliner up. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you'd care to mention? Um, well, the other thing that I did is, well, I've preliminary joined a, a local uh, queer choir group. So <laughs> that's been the other thing that's been happening. <laughs> what kind of stuff do you sing? Is it like religious? No. Um, Doing Lady Gaga covers? No. Uh, the Because the, I've only been once. The thing that they sung then was, um, oh, God, now you put me on the fucking spot, uh, A Million Dreams from The Greatest Showman, uh, some poem by Rudyard Kipling, The Seal, about the seal or something. Anyway, anyway, I, I can't remember. <laughs> you put me on the spot. Well, it sounds like you've taken choir very seriously. <laughs> I've got the songs on my song list, so I've been listening to them. Rocket Man was one of them. Uh, I hate that. Song. Elton John. I don't like Elton John. Oh, apparently he's got a, a well. <laughs> my ex saw him naked and said he's not very um, well built. Um, I find that hard not to believe. <laughs> I just because they, I watched the movie and there was a scene where the lead actor is in his in his. Briefs. Who plays him in the movie? I forget his name. Uh, Edgerton, I think, is his last name. But he's quite. Oh, cool. I don't. I don't he, know. Oh, he's well, in the Kingsman. If you ever heard of that. No, of course they'd find somebody attractive to play Elton John. <laughs> because Elton John was like, a, wasn't he an executive he was like producer? 
Yeah, it's it's it it always goes back to when Zach Efron played Ted Bundy. It's like really, really. Oh, we had a we had a uh, biography movie about Peter Allen, and the guy who played him was attractive. And then when I saw a picture of Peter, I was oh, <laughs> who's Peter Allen? <laughs> he, it, uh, I think the song you might know of his is um, uh, when my baby smiles at me, I go to Rio. Oh, okay. They made him. They made a movie about him. Yeah, well, he's quite a big celebrity. He's Australian and a big celebrity. Oh, I think he was married to Liza Minnelli at one stage, or he was. Who in the a fuck wasn't Liza Minnelli married to? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what have you watched? Um. Well, just yesterday. I watched a movie from 1988. It was an Oliver Stone movie uh, called Talk Radio. Are you familiar? I've never heard of that one. Oh, no. Um, well, um, well, the only real name in the movie was Alec Baldwin, and he was this, he was supporting um, character. But uh, the main star is uh, Eric Bogosian or Bogosian, however you pronounce his name. And it was based on a play which he wrote and adapted into a screenplay with the help of Oliver Stone. And it is based on the true story of uh, the host of a talk radio show who was very controversial in his day because he was very unkind to call... He's unkind to callers in general, but specifically people who were bigoted against African-Americans, homosexuals, um, Nazi groups, and... You know, they would call to and be confrontational with him and he would be confrontational back and he would get a lot of threats. And oh, well, this could probably spoil the movie for you. But <laughs> what happened to the to the real DJ was he was shot um, mm-hmm. outside of the radio station by a leader of a Nazi group who had called in Um so and you know, that's how the movie ended. Um, uh, I was drawn to it because we have that same um, liking toward films that are dialogue driven and mm-hmm. that are based on plays and things like that. And this was very dialogue driven and it wasn't necessarily something that I needed to see to be able to follow it because yeah. there wasn't an audio description. Um. Um, it was okay. I mean, it was kind of depressing because the, the character of the DJ was clearly a very unhappy person and off the air, I mean, on the air, he was very charismatic and very quick witted, but off the air, he was very depressed and downtrodden and his marriage was a mess and his relationships with women weren't going so well um so i mean he had a lot of personal problems i think he might have had some kind of clinical issues 
that really weren't explored in the movie. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it was kind of a downer. Um, Do you reckon his argumentativeness was like a form of uh, like euthanasia where he's trying to get someone to kill him? Um, It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Because, yeah, he definitely seemed to be very, very unhappy in his yeah. personal life. And um, I think that the, the, the personality that he portrayed on the radio was to conceal his true identity and, you know, what kind of person he really was. Mm. And it was somebody who was clearly very frightened and self-conscious and sad well it, really. it seems almost like he was happiest with people who hated him <laughs> yeah yes that's that's pretty much on the nose yeah um it was okay for a one-time viewing i i don't think i'll go back to it but yeah yeah it was fine i do remember i have this um weird thing about movies that were released in 1988 and i think that is because that was i was about six or seven and i think that is around the time my perception of movies or what movies were really started to materialize mm -hmm. so i remember a fuck ton of movies that were released that year that were long that are long forgotten yeah, yeah, yeah. That became um, core memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, there's that. And that's all I got for this week. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's a good contribution. Better than mine. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Well, I'll, I tell you what, though. It did make me feel a little self-conscious about my... <laughs> My vocal presence, um, because I'm not I'm not quick witted. I'm not quick in general, and sometimes I kind of trip <laughs> over my own words because I like to articulate things perfectly. Yeah, and you don't want to be misunderstood, I, and I don't want to be misunderstood. And I'm not somebody who just. I, well, I think my biggest. Well, it's it's an it's an issue, and it's a. It's 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 a positive character trait, I think, both because and that is I always think before I speak. Yeah, I don't let things just come out of my mouth um, or into. Them. So I think that should that, you know, kind of hinders me at times because I don't often get across what I want to say as clearly as I want to say it as quickly as I want to say it. And um, when I look, listen to back to some of the episodes, I think to myself, I really don't sound very intelligent here. <laughs> um, but, well, as we know, no, I have, that, that, don't be so hard on yourself. I have some insecurities of my own. But, so. I started, sorry, as, as you were talking, I started thinking about George Costanza and his comeback of the jerk store called. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that wasn't a good one. <laughs> Just tell him you had sex with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like 
Elaine's um, response. See, there are no jerk stores. It's yeah. just a little confusing. Um, I liked Jerry's of, hey, the zoo called. Like, they want you back all <laughs> By six. Because that would make yeah. sense. You know, there's, there's a zoo. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we've all had that moment where somebody took you down a peg and you think about what you wanted to say or could have said or should have said that would have, you know, Cut made him feel twice as bad like half an hour later. Yes. Um, I've had uh, more than my share of those. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay. Now, I think we should get into Terrifier. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, um, I'm sure you can find it streaming. This is a relatively uh, easy one to find. So if you want to watch along, please feel free to do so. Let me just make sure I have everything I need here. Because as we know, I am accident prone. All right, here we go. We are going to begin in... Three, two, one, play. Okay. Um, so this opening, um, it kind of uh, reminded me a bit of something that you would see on Dr. Phil. Um, <laughs> okay. Because he is quite fond of exploiting people yes, and their pain, yeah. but at the same time, it's it's also something that you would see on a talk show that would be better suited in the '90s, like a, yeah. something like Sally Jesse or something like that. Um, Welcome back, to Geraldo. Yeah. Well, the TV is an old style TV, so maybe it's. Oh, and that's what I was. That's what I was going to ask you. Who is watching the TV? Sorry, because later, because who who is this watching the TV? Just just us, the audience. It's no one. No, there's someone because in the plot summary it says whoever's watching the TV gets pissed off and knocks it over, and then you see a bunch of knives get tossed in in the garbage. Oh. I believe uh, it comes back at the end. Oh, you think it's her? Yeah. But was but this was live. No. She said it's live. Oh well, maybe she's rewatching it. Now, um, this is Art the Clown's second appearance, isn't it, in, in movie? Yes, but it's a different actor. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, um, the, the first appearance of, well, the Terrifier was originally a short, mm. and then the director made, um, uh, an anthology All movie, Eve? All Hallows Eve, yeah, and the Terrifier story was included in that, and it was a different actor. I think there's a second one as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. I... I uh, have of All Hallows Eve. Of All Hallows Eve. Yeah, okay. I I have uh, I have seen 
the first one, but a lot of it was um, action oriented, so I couldn't really yeah. tell what was happening a lot of the time. But I remember that it was about a babysitter who was trying to distract the kids that she was watching by showing them these movies. And I think that's what the movies were. The shorts. Oh, that's all right. It was okay. As a it wasn't like in uh, Emily when she forced the kids to watch her, their parents' sex tape. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think I've you seen never seen movie. Emily. No, you never seen that. Oh, that's that a French good one. movie. No, <laughs> I did a commentary for it. No, yeah, I, that's I, a good movie. I like twisted babysitter movies. Okay. Oh my god! I Say hello to your friends. Does it remind me of my wife? No, Babysitter's Club. Um, oh, God. If you think she looks that bad on television, imagine what she looks like. Her, uh, the woman, not this one, but the one who's uh, deformed, she reminds me of, um, did you ever watch the Poughkeepsie tapes? I couldn't get into it. Okay. That was one of the few found footage movies that I didn't mind. I'm not a fan of found footage, but I stuck with that one, and that one was okay for me. I think I found because I think I found <laughs> exactly. it easy to watch. We finally figured out the formula for success: faceless victims um, and a host in jeopardy. I well, from what I remember, it it, it kind of reminded me of an episode of like Twenty Twenty or something like that. It yeah, didn't really so it was very seem much like yeah. It didn't like really seem like a found footage movie. That's what um, the, I remember the last broadcast being like it was like kind of a documentary uh dateline type thing and um yeah. it wasn't at all like the blair witch project but people at that time were saying oh the blair witch project totally ripped off the last broadcast <laughs> and then the last broadcast started showing on cable and i watched it and i was like um this isn't anything at all like the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> what the fuck well, there was that movie about? you were telling me about that you didn't mind um oh god now, now i'm not gonna be i remember it Oh, the one about the guy who was casting for the, um, the reality, um, no, feature no, no, film. it wasn't wow. that one. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll remember it later. And it was a found footage movie. Yeah, and I thought it was something that you watched on YouTube, where it was someone had, uh, maybe done ghost hunting or something. Um. Yeah. That sounds vaguely familiar. And it was supposed to be real, but then you sort of found the actor, like, had done other stuff. It was like, Oh, the Dybbuk box one. Yes, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, was, that, that was a good one. Um, it's called, um, yeah, it's called Dybbuk box, the story of Chris Chambers. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of Dybbuk box videos on YouTube. People opening them. <laughs> Something uh, just that last this last scene that's been going on now. It always reminds me um, in Australia a long time ago there used to be a a really weird short film show that was called Eat Carpet, <laughs> and uh, you could submit your own movies as well if you wanted. 
and uh, I read the um, guide that they had and and something that they mentioned that I always take note of is they say you can have bad visuals but make sure your sound sounds really good because that's more forgivable Mm -hmm. because this looks quite fine but the the sound in the previous scene sounded quite um, boxy and so straight away I was a bit like whereas I find that I can easily uh, enjoy a movie that sounds good, that sounds, that's recorded well, but um, might not look so great. What does this look like it was shot on to you? Um, a JVC. I have no idea. <laughs> Film star. That's, that's a question like that uh, I, I'm the wrong person to, yeah, yeah, no. I feel well, like does it look like video? Like I mean, even the layman can tell if something's shot on video. Does it look like uh, video? I feel like it's digital video. It's not bad video because um, you can sort of see the um, uh, jumpiness of movement sometimes. Where am I gonna go? Back to my wife. Same shit. Maybe another two hours. Um, All right. What made me really want to see this bec- was. Um, at the time, a lot of the podcasts that I was listening to were constantly talking about it, and I knew that there was no way I was going to be able to find an audio-described version of it, but, uh, and plus, there's a shit ton of killer clown movies out there, but maybe three, four are actually good. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Ki- uh, I mean, killer killer clown movies are in abundance, just yeah. like killer Santa movies are in abundance, but very, very few of them are good. Well, clowns are a phobia, so uh, that makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. I saw one that's actually called Clownstrophobia, which is not even what the phobia of clowns is called. I can't remember what it's called, what it is. But anyway, so they were talking about this on a lot of podcasts and on one particular podcast. And by the way, the actor David, I think it's David, David Howard Thornton. Thornton. Yes. When he goes to conventions, he goes in full Art the Clown makeup. Oh. (laughs) Um... He, oh, that's and he not stays in character, makeup, so. <laughs> but, <laughs> and he stays in character. And the director also does the special effects. Damien, what's his name? Damien Leone. Leone. Um, so they go together. So Damien can do the makeup, and yeah. so yeah, he'll stay in character the whole day. He won't talk, um, and so on one show I was listening to. I don't remember if it was a host or if it was a friend of the host. I think it was a friend of the host. Well, he said, this is a story. I thought this was really funny. He said he went to um, a convention and with a friend of his who didn't know that David was going to be there in the Art the Clown makeup. And his this friend has... Um, very, very strong fear of clowns. <laughs> so they go in to the convention hall, and his friend sees them, 
and starts to freak out. Yeah. And so the main guy is like edging him closer and he's like, come on, come on, just, I want to go. And he liked the movie. So he was like, I just want to say hi. And then when they got, what can I get for you, buddy? When they got close enough for David to hear, the, the podcast host said, I'll just say hi. It's your birthday. David heard this and he turned around and he, opened his arms for a hug (laughs) and (laughs) the friend like tiptoed toward him and he went in and he hugged him and the guy took the picture and he said he has this picture of art hugging his friend who looks who is completely pale and terrified (laughs) but he says it was one of the funniest things that ever happened to him more pale than art. <laughs> yes. And in the, I was saying that off mic, I was saying was listening to an interview with David on a, another podcast. And he was saying that uh, Felissa Rose, who is, has a small role in Terrifier 2, hmm. he sees regularly at the conventions and Thanks. he's very fond of her. She's very oh, nice. lovely. Yeah, I've never heard anyone ever say anything bad about her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, not for nothing, but that's Especially at conventions. She loves her fans. Seriously? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. What the fuck? Here you go, ladies. <laughs> you two okay? Oh, he's harmless. I don't think these two are so bad, these girls. I mean, yeah, this, yeah. this movie gets a lot of flack for the acting. I think the girl who was the talk show host was kind of wooden. Oh, yeah. But but these girls, I think, come across natural. Yeah. What do you keep staring at? I don't find them uh, annoying, which is a, a kiss of death for me with horror movies. If I find a yes. character annoying, it's like, oh, well, Especially drunk. <laughs> yes. Especially drunk characters, because I don't like drunk people. Um... But I really like this scene when the one girl sticks her head out of the car and says, just let her use the bathroom. She'll make it worth your while. Take your shit and don't come back. Okay. Um, now, there's something that I wanted to say. I want to say here. Um, later, <laughs> later on, when... Um, I think it's after the girls leave when he the uh, restaurant owner has the guy what's his name Roscoe I think to clean up the mess that Art leaves in the bathroom David was telling this story about how when he was a waiter he was said he was a waiter for 13 years and his manager called him to clean up a very similar stain in the women's restroom in which there was fecal matter on the ceiling and he said that he refused to do it because he was a server and this wasn't even sanitary which is like almost exactly the same thing that the guy Roscoe says so I was like what was this was this like inspiration for the script or 
was he just out of story, so he was just taking things from the movie. It was weird. Yeah. Do they actually show you what he did in the bathroom? I'm kind of hoping not. Uh, I thought I <laughs> we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> you do realize that you were supposed to watch the movie again before we sat down. To I ha- well, I no. <laughs> oh, they do show yeah some of the stuff on the on the toilet. Oh no! And uh, his written art with poo. Oh. Which I'm sure would have been very popular in the 90s. You think so? Well, wasn't there someone who drew, like, the crucifixion with poo? That sounds vaguely familiar. Hello? Hi, it's me. Tara? Yeah, my phone died. I'm calling from Don's. Ah, your phone died. Can you ever go out without using social media? Your favourite. <laughs> I think you're the only what? one in America. Who then how the phone dies and... <laughs> probably right. Did I wake you? Did you ever watch oh, Vampire Diaries? It's Kevin Williamson. What do you think? <laughs> so, out of hatred, you watched it. <laughs> I, know, I never watched it, but this Tara is from it. Tara? Tara, yes. You called her Tiara. Tiara. Uh, yeah, I know, Vic. Don't bother. Seriously. Tara. I went to school. Yeah. Well, it's Tara. Yes. Like Tara Reed. I remember one of my. I remember one of my. I remember one of my very first friends was a girl named Tara, who lived around the block. And this was when I was like three or four, and she had a giant Saint Bernard. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you? Maybe it's very sweet. Yes. She used to ride him like a horse. No, poor, poor puppy. Oh, she was a little girl. I think he was fine. Have you ever seen the movie? Uh, it's a it's fairly new one called Sleeping Beauty. I'm fine. Why? No. And it's sort of about prostitutes it. who get paid to just sleep while guys um, just are with them. But um, So it's a documentary? No, it's a movie. Tell me. I believe it's got a Australian actress in it. What if Young. I think she was in Sucker Punch. But anyway, what there's a scene where the, the madam gets the girls to um, really put lipstick on, but she says, uh, make sure the colour is the same as your vagina. So <laughs> every time I see women's lipstick, that's my first thought, is that's the colour. <laughs> yeah, make sure it's the same colour as your vagina. <laughs> Because the girl, out of being cheeky, she gets, like, the black lipstick and she gets towed off. Mm. Well, at least she didn't put green. Or yogurt. Or just smear cum all over her face. (laughs) I made you snort twice, you do realize that? My tickle fetish. Uh huh. Yeah, you would be. Um, <laughs> I know I'd be terrible. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, you would get a lot of hits. You should do. You should do an OnlyFans and just. Yeah. Make uh, Matthew could, tickle you. I could be like a, um, the wife from King of the Hill. Um. Pam, the one from um, 
Hocus Pocus. Yes, yeah. Something I liked about this movie is that there's good lighting. Especially that is key in a low budget movie. Well, a lot of times, and with a lot of recent horror, the the screen is so dark you can hardly see some things. I'd rather like artificially good lighting than to sort of really have to strain my eyes to see what's going on. Well, lighting is very expensive. So there's that. And Mm. people who actually know how to light a scene, you know, are expensive as well. Are expensive. And this only had a $35,000 budget. So. I could imagine film students being eager. Probably. Um, I knew somebody in Canada who made very, very, very low-budget movies that were... Um, I think they were DV. Okay. But because the way they were lit, they looked really good. But the movies themselves were not. <laughs> What type of movies were they? Horror movies. Okay. Debbie Rashawn was in one of them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This movie called Hanger. Everyone's creepy. I was kidding. Excuse me? Yes? I'm sorry to bother you. Being a woman... Um, it just seems so convenient. Well, in a, a, a multitude of ways, but especially when you have to pee. Being a woman seems convenient, did you say? Inconvenient. Oh, inconvenient, yeah. I said for multiple reasons, but in this case, especially when you have to pee. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're a man, you could just go could behind just, a dumpster. Wait, you could still go behind the dumpster as a girl, but you just have to squat. Yes, and you could have a rat climb up your vag. I remember when um, I camped out in 2004 um, for Madonna tickets. And I was. So you really camped out? (laughs) Yes, I did. I was there all night. And there was a group of us, and we had a, like, you know, our own little gang i mean it wasn't as bad as it could have been it was cold but yeah yeah um it was more males than females and the males were okay because there was this massive brick staircase that we had permission to go behind if we had to pee yeah because there were security guards who were in there all night and they were like right in the front because they so they were kind of watching us yeah. And they would not let anybody in to use the restroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as soon as you do that. Well, the... Yeah, well... Well, there was one girl who was there, and she went and asked them, because um, she had to pee, and they were like, no. Yeah. And um, she was like, well, 
um, if I go home, will I lose my place? And I think they gave her like a a time, Aww. an allotted time. Um, yeah. But her husband came and picked her up and took her home, and she came right back. Yeah, yeah. But they could have let her pee. That was, spices with him. that was mean. They could have let her pee. Oh. The staircase that we um, were uh, peeing behind, by the way, there was a camera pointed right at it. <laughs> but it was pointed at our backs. I, I, I've got a, um, a nervous... Uh, um, bladder. So if there, I, I don't think I'd be able to weed so much in that much public. <laughs> oh, um, but other stuff. <laughs> yeah, would be yeah, fine. But the weeing is like <laughs> I know what you're capable of, you slut. I remember the first, the first night I went out clubbing. And went to gay actual gay clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on New Year's Eve, and we went to some gay bars first before we went to this club that was going to have a big New Year's Eve thing. And um, I had a couple of beers at some of the bars that we had gone to beforehand, and we had to line up outside the club because we had gotten there before it opened and there was this long line of people and they weren't letting anybody in like the club was not officially open so we were standing there for at least a half hour and i had to pee so fucking bad (laughs) and there was a dumpster like right over there and the friend i was with was like i can't i can't wait i have to go yeah so i just ran over there um and I relieved myself like an animal. <laughs> you marked it. I marked my territory, as a certain someone might say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. David Attenborough? No. Mm-mm. But, you know. I just, I wanted to, you know, I wanted Revisit others to. Revisit your urinary days. I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted, um, never mind. I was trying to you think of something You wanted to rub in my face that you could piss in public. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> I can piss at urinals, but. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh. You Urinals used to be my favorite place when I was in my teen years. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't mean to frighten you, dear. You must be the new We had a famous um It's nice to finally meet you. Um sexual celebrity in Australia. Uh called Troughman. Got a bit of notoriety. This is my daughter Emily. He used to just lie in the trough and people would piss on him. Um, I don't know if I've said this before. I think I've said this to you before, but I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. But I always found those giant troughs in, um, like, uh, stadiums for sporting events. Um, 
I, have to I, I always found them to be um, quite erotic. Yeah. Because it's just a bunch of guys standing in a big circle with their dicks out. Oh, is it a circle? I just go along the wall or like... Well, so it depends. Some of them are, yeah. you know... So you get aroused over the smell of urinal cake. No, I get aroused of a bunch of guys lined up with their dicks out. <laughs> Well, I've never gone to a to a baseball game or anything like that, so I've never experienced a trough. I would be I would be too embarrassed to use one anyway. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I reveal a little too much on this <laughs> podcast. Oh, I thought you meant at troughs. <laughs> yeah, troughs too. I take everything out. <laughs> You've got the pants down to the angles. I really mark my territory, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you yank that chain. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> the poor actress who does the... I think it's... I think it's her. The one who gets cut in half. I thought or is it was it, uh, Victoria, the blonde. Or is she not? Is that not her name? That, uh, maybe it's her. Um, but they shot this in the dead of winter. Oh, and okay. the deck director said it was 20 degrees yeah. when they were doing that scene. And she was very, very uncomfortable. She she was covered in fake blood. Yeah, Mm. she was very uncomfortable. She was hanging upside down. Mm. And they couldn't, you know, keep her hanging like that for very long. Mm. Well, hanging upside down is a lot more uncomfortable than people give it credit for being like... This is Halloween right here. That is a total rip. Oh, yeah. No, the music. It's a total rip off of Halloween. It's like when um, little Michael is, you know, going through the house to kill his sister at the beginning. Um, What about hanging upside down? That it's difficult. (laughs) Well, yeah, you lose consciousness. Mm. Well, that's why um, when Heather Matarazzo did that scene in Hostel 2, she had to kind of train herself. Well, I imagine you need good... uh, Blood pressure. <laughs> or circulation. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Because that's that's how you die through crucifixion, is that your limbs just stop. Uh, that's true, yes. The body can't supply blood to the body. <laughs> yeah, it can't flow anymore. And um, that's... Um, nobody took that into account when they were doing... Um, um, Nightmare three. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. <laughs> um, when Joey gets yes. tied to the bed. Because that, that was, you know, he was well, right that, side that up. That was my thought when I got tied once. And I was oh, God, like, how long can this be? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it was it was supposed to be an overhead shot, but yeah. it was he the the bed was really upright against the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. was he was tied to it, um, and he started he started to pass out. Yeah. Um, but the director was such an asshole. Yeah. He wouldn't 
Yeah, everybody said that that guy, what's his name, Chuck Russell, Chuck, yeah. was very, very hard to work with. It's very, um, like, now when he was cutting a leg, it was so, uh, like, unpassionately. It was, it was, it was almost like <laughs> goal-orientated <laughs> killing more than anything. Well, it, it, I like this movie for being... It, it's creepy without trying to be creepy. It, it doesn't do... Like, it, it obviously well, is the intentionally creepy stuff, but... What David said in the interviews, um, and it was his answer to those who say that art really has no motive, um, but in his mind, when he was playing the character, he saw art as doing these things because he thought they were funny. Yeah, yeah. So that's how he played it. Okay. And all... It was. He said he also played it like a cat, um, like playing with a mouse. Yeah. Um. Um, like the things that he does with later with the horn, and even when he shoots the girl, because he doesn't kill her with the gun right away. He yeah. incapacitates her, so yeah, he's yeah. he's toying with her that way too. I think the fact that he doesn't talk um, and everything is is all body movement. Mime, um, yeah. Mime, yeah, is, I think, is unsettling. Yeah. See, I, I, I'm glad that you said about how he saw it as, like, childish humour motivated because I was thinking I want, like, a... Um, being his name's Art the Clown and he did the art with the poo I thought maybe like that he was trying to be sort of avant-garde hmm. the character like where he's doing this for the sake of because you thought it was funny yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, it was something infantile yeah uh, um, like graffiti but extended or graffiti <laughs> It just ever when I used to hear about um <laughs> so random. But whenever I used to um hear about art, um it reminded me of this story that was short story that was in one of um a, a short story collection by Joe Hill. Mm-hmm. Um and it was called Pop Art. Um and it was very weird, but it was about a little boy who had a, a friend named Art who was a blow-up doll, essentially. But it was okay. alive. It wasn't a sexual. Yeah, yeah it was no, just. Yeah, yeah, it was just a doll. It was like a person who was inflatable. Okay, and he was susceptible to all of the things that you know. Um, an inflatable doll would be susceptible to like he could die the same way he he couldn't talk either that was yeah. the thing he used to write i think he wrote messages to him with crayon on paper and one thing that i always remember 
about that story was somebody had a dog, a pit bull or like a Rottweiler or a vicious attack dog that got loose. Yeah. And Art ran away um, and hid in the back of somebody's car. And the main character said he saw Art looking through the back window to, and like, you know, all scared because the dog was yeah. still trying to get at him. What were you going to ask me at one stage? Or had the moment I passed? did already. Yeah, oh, okay, good. <laughs> I still don't know if you're correct. Oh, about who crashed the TV. About who crashed the TV and threw the knives in, in yeah, the trash. Yeah. Um... Because the host definitely says it was a live show. And she was talking to her boyfriend who had just watched it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unless it was art. I don't think it was art. I mean, it could have been one of those live shows where they... Go. Have an hour and a half delay, those kinds of live shows? <laughs> no, no, where they uh, present the show live, but they've got footage from the interview. <laughs> what are you saying about? She well, <laughs> said to the audience, we are live Fine. with fucking a survivor of the whatever it was massacre. Let it go. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, David Howard Thornton was saying that this this was the first horror-oriented thing that he had ever done because he had yeah. done a lot of stage work and uh, voice work for... Yeah. Uh, children's shows and children uh child theater yeah yeah um so uh and uh he was he's a trained comedic actor yeah um which he knows how to use spoken his of. body yeah uh, for physical humor um and that that was why he really wanted he wanted this role he said he had to convince his agent to send him out yeah for it um but he said because of this and because terrifier has it, terrifier has garnered a pretty substantial cult following since it came yeah, out i mean yeah. it's only a six-year-old movie but a lot of people really really like it um and well i see this scene this is the picture i kept seeing of the movie and what is that? Um, the friend upside down and his kind of culture. Yeah, the infamous scene. Yes. Um, yeah, this is the scene that everybody talks about when they talk about this movie. Um, oh, when you're saying something about how it's very anti-woman or something, because uh, it's cutting through her vagina, it's symbolic. Did I say that? Or maybe not, maybe I. <laughs> I don't think I said that. I think, I think cuts far too easily. But <laughs> I th I think that would probably be 
I think that's probably what people who look too deeply into things would yeah. perceive. Oh, no, no. I, I remember where I heard it. It was a <laughs> different movie. Uh, it was Chainsaw 2 when he had the chainsaw around um, the woman's vaginal area. And they were talking about it on the podcast. Okay, well, they were not very intelligent. It was the actress. <laughs> Okay, well, she didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. Why would she say that? Well, she said that she thought it was uh, misogynistic. Not no, 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 no. That leather, that leather face was using the chainsaw phallically, and that he was attracted to her. Yeah. Yes, that's what he was doing. He was like fucking her with it. Yes. Or he was trying to show her the way he could fuck her with it. Yeah. Because the first thing she says to him is, "How good are you?" And he lifts the the blade up and look and looks at it and looks back at her. Yeah, yeah. This big. like I can be as good as this blade, basically. No, it's done. Just did the one cut. You think after witnessing your friend being murdered so graphically, <laughs> you could be a bit more willing to kill, like. <laughs> Injure someone worse than just the one stab. So he cut her with um, a regular yeah, hacksaw. A hacksaw, or like the kind of saw that you would cut a tree with. Uh, a hacksaw. Um, I think that like one of those like metal, I mean, wooden handle saws. That oh, would have yeah. been a, a lot more cringe. Yeah. But it really would have taken longer than it's shown in the movie. Yes, with a hacksaw, yeah. Well, with any, yeah. Well, the blade with the with the kind of saw that I'm talking about is a lot thicker. Yeah, yeah. And has much bigger teeth. Yes. But. You know, this was a very low budget movie, and it had a director who was doing the special effects. So no, it, I'm not taking it away from it. <laughs> I just watched this with someone in the medical field. It's like, oh, that, that wouldn't cut that easily. <laughs> oh, you watched it with Matthew? Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing he didn't like it. Oh, I don't think he minded it. He didn't hate it. He like he doesn't mind horror. That's not what you told me. He doesn't like weird horror, like, uh, where it's just... Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me, so that that's... That's why you watch all the movies that we do on the podcast solo? No, it's because I've told you why I watch it solo, so I can study them solo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you say that? There's so much hypocrisy in what you're saying to me. <laughs> especially since you didn't watch this again. But in, I had seen it, so that's why I don't... And I saw it semi-recently. Like, let's say, a year ago. Okay, don't... Okay, just shut your face. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> this cat woman played a judge on Law & Order SVU. Catwoman? What? Yeah. 
the one talking now. Oh. Didn't I think they just made? Didn't they just bring it back, or they made a new one, or something? A new Law and Order. Oh, I think that's still going. The one with the uh, Jane Mansfield's daughter. Um. There's a new one with Christopher it, Maloney. That's and oh. there was a picture of him and his bottom that was impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's gorgeous. You've mm. never seen the pictures of him um, from Oz? He used to be—he was naked all over that show. Oh no, I need to get to that. See, I've got it all on DVD, but I've only seen like the first three or four episodes. Oh, there's lots of penis on that show. Oh. Luke Perry did Full Frontal too. Really? Finally. Mm -hmm. And I was not—I shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but I was not. Well, I, I wasn't impressed because not because of his the size, but he was very skinny and he looked like he'd never in his entire life thought to trim his pubic hair. It was very oh, caveman okay. bush from what I remember. Yep, yep. That's not attractive. Trim that shit. Well, maybe the character doesn't trim. Well, yeah, he's in he's in prison. Mm. Who are you trying there. to impress in prison? Prior, uh, well, <laughs> if you're smart, huh? <laughs> you would be the bitch. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> you think I would be the alpha male in any situation? <laughs> You'd be the one making uh, pigtails out of stripped-up uniform. Yeah. Yes. I would have to get fucking estrogen injections <laughs> and like fucking what was that? Um, to counter all those protein injections, you'd be <laughs> Lord. No, oh my god. <laughs> I was going a completely different direction, but there was that um, uh, uh, that killer uh, Richard Speck. Um, that's what he did. The aerobics when, instructor. What? No. Richard Speck m murdered and sexually assaulted a number of women in Chicago. Okay. And I believe they were nursing students. Oh, I know. Yeah, I remember now. Um, but when he went to prison, I don't know how, but he somehow managed to get estrogen um, smuggled in, I guess. Oh, okay. yeah. um, but he did get he did get injections and he grew breasts and he his skin softened and he became very no I wouldn't say feminine looking, but he got feminine traits. Yeah. And that was how he survived in prison. That was what okay. he did to survive. He just basically made himself available to all of the inmates. So, because if he didn't, they would have killed him. But I kind of feel that he could have done that without the estrogen. I mean, real, I mean... Well, he was a very, very ugly man. Okay. That was the thing. He had, he had like, really horrible... Like acne scars. He looked like fucking Joe Spinell. 
Kind of. Except a little thinner. Um, yeah, he was not... He was not attractive. Okay. John Waters did that... Um, there, there was a joke in, um, in Serial Mom when um, her husband is going through her things and he finds the oh, yes. Christmas card. Yeah. Um, and there's a picture of um, a guy, uh, like a bodybuilder flexing yeah. um, that says, love Richard Speck. But that wasn't Richard Speck's body. They just yeah. put his head, they put his head on there as it was supposed <laughs> to be a joke. Yeah. Because that was so completely, ridiculously the opposite of what yeah, Richard yeah. Speck looked like. But I think that's only something that John would get. Most people wouldn't yeah. know that. Well, I, I thought it was funny, but still didn't get the joke. <laughs> it was sort of one of those cases where you laugh because you know it's funny. What do you mean you don't? You still don't get the joke? I just explained the joke. No, well, I saw it in the movie. Oh, you didn't get it in the movie. Yeah. I well, I mean, it's something that you would probably... I think it's something that you'll probably laugh at, um, but I don't necessarily think it's something that you would really get because a lot of people don't really know who Richard Speck was. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. as he wasn't as well known as some of the other killers of that day, and I think the Christmas card was supposed to be from Charles Manson. Oh, I, I think. think it was one as well. Anyway, this woman that was now pleading, she reminds me of the one that's always at the beginning of the Friday the 13th, where she's trying to warn people. But the guy, obviously. Oh, the Ralph character? Yes. The Harbinger of Doom? Yes. (laughs) I like the one in part three with the eyeball. I have warned thee. (laughs) You should try be less subtle. (laughs) Are you talking to me? Are you are you talking to the character in Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. If you're trying to warn people of impending doom, then (laughs) don't be cryptic about it. Oh, I thought you were talking about my impression because that shit was, oh, that that was spot, spot on. on. I, I thought that. Yes, yeah, that's right. Room. Yeah, that's right. I was expecting you to be in 3D. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am right now. <laughs> Not just your personality. No. Mm-mm. That was a joke about my penis. Oh my god. <laughs> The, po- <laughs> the podcast I was listening to that when they were interviewing, it was a guy and a girl who was interviewing um, David. And the girl was saying she felt so bad when Art kidnapped the doll. She felt yeah. bad for the doll. <laughs> oh, you too? Yeah. No, I felt bad for the for this woman, obviously, because she, oh, she, she loves well, the doll. You know, you can see how she yeah. feels about it. 
Well, yes, I I can see that because it's it, she she's unwell and she sees yes. it as her baby, but she felt bad for the doll. <laughs> yeah, the doll I didn't care about. I mean, she's Faye Dunaway in the performance, but she's still... I, I do like this. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> she's a little too <laughs> subdued to be Faye Dunaway. Get me the axe. Sarah! It's bring me the axe. Oh, Everybody I always fucks you up are, that you line. You are got it wrong. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I'm gonna annoy well, people. most people just say Tina get the axe. Yeah, that's what that's how most people remember the line. But the line is Tina, bring me the axe. Please, don't hurt my little girl. That's that. I was listening to something when they were talking about the Mandela effect with a lot of with the way a lot of people remember things, especially in movies. Mm. Um, like with, uh, when you brought up Sleeping Beauty, people always remember, um, mirror, mirror on the wall, but it's magic mirror on the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there was that song, (laughs) Mirror, Mirror. Is there kindness in you? Another Kylie track? No. It was a Norwegian duo. I think they were called M to N. Oh. Mirror, mirror, don't lie to me. Or something like that. Can you show no mercy? This is her Oscar clip right here. And this scene, it does make me see him more as the child. Um, what you were saying earlier, where he's seeing it as just child, child, childish fun. Mm-hmm. Of a child playing with someone else's dolls and not wanting to give it back. Well, I don't know how healthy it is, but... Um, but then again, I'm not a doctor. But I've heard that certain, uh, some psychologists or psychiatrists um, recommend women who have lost babies due to like stillbirth or or, or crib death mm. or whatever, um, that they cope by using a doll mm, and, and treating they, it like a baby. They're very realistic dolls. Yes. It's kind of like Stanley's Bullneck and the Monkey. I don't know how I feel about that. I think that's, I don't think that's very healthy. That's just no, I, um, I actually find it depressing. Um, I, uh, my dad's a, a little bit, uh, uh, mobility impaired. So we, uh, me and my mum went to a shop to buy him. Uh, we got a voucher to buy a, a stool for the shower. So he doesn't use it, but we've still got it so that we have it. But, in the same shop, they had a lot of like um, toys for the elderly to like very realistic looking cats and dogs that they can sort of have on their lap and pat. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I had a great aunt who had dementia and um, she was given a baby doll to take care of. Is yeah. in there? Dawn, look in the mirror. Hello? Guys. I know what that's from, and now I can't place it. <laughs> it's from Welcome to the Dollhouse. <laughs> oh. I know you're in there, um, Bob. I can hear your phone. Uh, you know what? I was, um, or did I tell you, did I tell you about that movie Reeker that I was listening to a podcast where they're talking about it? I think I no, did. No, I have, I have I? seen no. it a long time ago, but... Uh, what, what I well, I, ne I never heard of it before. Okay. Um, but in the podcast that I was listening to it, that, I was, that they were reviewing it, they played the trailer, and the trailer had that, you know, Hollywood trailer voice. I was like, this sounds like a real movie. I, I've never even fucking heard of this. Yeah. Um... But um, Eric Mabius is in it, apparently. Um, someone I never really thought was Gravitating. at all attractive. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, he was in Welcome to the Dollhouse. He was. Oh, okay. The older kid. The one she in had the band. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. And he was also in Cruel Intentions. It, Cruel Intentions, oh. which was done about the same time, he would have been about 20. Yeah. I always thought he looked about 40. Yeah. Was he the one who would get his willy sucked? Yes, by um, yeah. Joshua, Joshua Jackson. Jackson. Joshua Jackson, whose performance as a gay character went in and out. It was like some in some scenes he was really flamboyant <laughs> and in others he was just playing Joshua Jackson. Well, <laughs> I actually kind of thought his performance was a little offensive because <laughs> it was so <laughs> when he was like in full gay mode, it was so stereotypical that yeah, it was yeah. it was like, all right, come on. See, I didn't mind his gay character. I mean. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not, like, offending anyone, but I find a lot of times um, people don't like stereotypes because they're uh, based in some reality. <laughs> and, like, uh, that, you know, I understand the idea of you shouldn't focus on one reality, which is uh, the worst part of stereotyping. But I knew, I knew Joshua Jackson-style characters in real life. Well, he doesn't really have a lot of range. No. Like, it, it, it was a similar character to what he was in Cruel Intentions. It wasn't like a much difference of anything. Oh, sorry, not Cruel. Of um, uh, Urban Legend. Well, he had the bleach hair, so he did them around yeah. the same time. 
And he, I remember he had the van. Were they vans? Um, I, don't, I, th- I don't know if they were vans or sketchers, but I, I just remember he had um, skateboarding sneakers on that I liked. Oh, yep, yep. That you can uh, never find anywhere. Oh, well, I'm sure you can find some <laughs> vans <good>. or sketchers. <laughs> They're not like that bag. <laughs> Did you ever mm-hmm. used to play like hide in the house, hide and seek? No, my mother wouldn't let us do that. Really? <laughs> Why's that? She had uh, patience and tolerance for very little. Yep, yep. And if we were playing, whether it would be my sister and me when we were younger, or if I had a friend over, you had to be dead quiet. Yep, yep. If you stepped too hard, Let's what the play. fuck is that? <laughs> Who can be quiet the longest? <laughs> yes, it was like Mommy Dear. <laughs> <laughs> is that in the movie? I know that's in the book. Um, I don't remember if that's in the movie when they, when Christina and Christopher were playing in the garden. Um. In, on in more on mornings when they knew she was hung over and they would play um like uh gu- guns and indians and they yeah, cowboys would, oh, yeah. cowboys and indians and they wouldn't um they wouldn't speak they would mime it. and <laughs> because they were terrified to make a sound yeah. uh, and they would communicate with each other on in the pool under the water oh my god well, that was, but I feel that um, them being quiet, I might have a Mandela memory of it happening in the movie. I don't remember if it's in the movie. It's not really a movie I know very well. I've only seen it at maybe three times. Yep, yep. I mean, some of it is comical, but I don't, I, I, I generally don't like the child abuse stuff. I think it's it's kind of disturbing, especially when yeah. she's cutting her hair. Um, but her performance is insanely over the top. <laughs> but from what I hear, Faye Dunaway really wasn't doing a whole whole hell of a lot of acting. Oh, really? Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. I had heard that she was quite difficult and like threw a cup of urine at one of the directors that she worked with or something. <laughs> that she didn't get along with Roman Polanski. Mm. I always remember um I'm gonna be misquoting because I'm I'm that way. But um they weren't getting along and in one of the scenes she was she says, oh, but what's my motivation? And he says, your paycheck. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that? I think it was Chinatown that they were in together. Mm. Where's the horn? <laughs> the horn. 
Yeah. The bonk bonk. Oh my Bicycle lord. horn. Where's that? Where is that? Tell my lord. I like it. What bicycle horn are you talking about? <laughs> Art has a bicycle horn. Oh, well, not here. You just decapitated someone. I was quoting Sally Field, by the way. <laughs> sort oh, of. from where? It's in soap dish. Are you going to eat German. that? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> what would you order it for? I, I don't know. Shrimp butts in my face. <laughs> we'll cover it up. I like them. Crawdaddy buds is what they were. <laughs> they were disgusting. In all their little legs. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. But I, I always love the way she said I like them. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's very um, stern. No, I want it. We need to get Sally Field on the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm well having her, you know, in, uh, that would uh, really specifically, our, yeah, that that would be good. But what I but what I meant was a Sally Field movie. <laughs> okay, I didn't get that. <laughs> yes, I guess that that wasn't clear. <laughs> See, now but he's I on enjoy the book. it. I enjoy Sally Field very much. <laughs> Brandon, drink your juice. Drink your juice, Brandon. It was funny, though, when I was watching um, Superstar last week. <laughs> when um, when Mary Catherine Gallagher did the monologue from Simple in the confessional. <laughs> she goes crazy and goes flying out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to get Molly Shannon on the podcast. Mm, has she been in any horror? Or you mean the actress? <laughs> no, Molly Shannon has not been in any horror movies that I know of. Oh, she was in Venom of the Opera, I remember. Oh, really? Oh, uh, the. The movie that one. was. No. The. One with Jill Sholin and Robert England, the movie that I told you oh. that she didn't mention in her book. Did you completely black out or blank out when I told you <laughs> that whole thing? Yes. Yeah. I completely yeah. forgot. Yeah, you have no idea what I'm talking about, even now. No. No, I remember you saying that you wish that she had spoken about other stuff because in a lot of autobiographies you read, they don't talk about movies that but you like. Yes, like Tracy Lords didn't talk about Skinner. Or Ricky Lake. Or Ricky Lake. Or Drew Barrymore. Or Jamie Presley didn't talk about Poison Ivy 3. Oh, that bitch. Oh. She thinks she's too good for that now. But that was like her first quote-unquote real movie. Mm. You would think that she would talk about it. She did like a TV movie with John Ritter before that. She's talking about that, that of course. Oh, okay. She did, yeah. Well, she well, it was John Ritter. Of course, she's going to talk about working with him. Um, but I think, well, no, I don't. I was going to say, well, I thought that maybe she was a little embarrassed of it because there's so much nudity in it. But 
Apparently, she's posed for Playboy several times, and around that era, Time. yeah, like around not another teen movie, yeah. I didn't. I, I, didn't she, I think she's quite a beautiful woman. Oh, I enjoy her very much. I was just saying that I didn't appreciate that she didn't go into explicit detail about what it was like to dissolve poison ivy three. Yeah, she'll continue. The new the seduction, really. In which she played Violet. What was Alyssa Milano's character? Lily. Oh my lord! <laughs> this is like. See, I didn't have to think. I didn't have the to next think. Uh, part four will be Hyacinth. <laughs> well, the fourth one, they're really. If the fourth one is an in-name only sequel. Yeah. The Secret Society. <laughs> and is there a group of Ivies? No, it's, no, it has nothing to do with poison. I it has nothing to do with anything. It's just about some fucking college girls who fuck everybody. Oh, they, they should have called it the Poison Ivy League. You think you're so clever? <laughs> I'm just on the nose sometimes. Hmm. You've only seen the first Poison Ivy? I believe I might have seen part two. <laughs> Once again, Jonathan Check comes up on the podcast. <laughs> Thank God you said his name. <laughs> yes, because you would have called him Jonathan Sketch. Or... Sketch, Sketch, yeah. <laughs> Skesh. Skesh. <laughs> Checkmate. I'll have to remember. And who was he? That. Who was he married to at one point? Christina Aplega. See, so you were trying too hard, right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like crab apple. She was too good for him, anyway. Oh, I liked them as a couple. I don't know why they. I mean. They break up. So. Well, whatever the case, she's too good for him. Yes. She's Christina Applegate. He's Jonathan Sheck of 8mm2. Oh my god. And Hush with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yes. See, I remember a movie from Welcome to Whoop Whoop, which was the Aussie movie. Oh, he was in that. Well, he had a few uh, sex scenes. Did he? Yes. I'm, um, I don't really think he's very attractive in the face. He's, yeah. I think he just has a nice body. Yeah. Was he in a vampire movie? With that um, guy from Dawson that... Uh, it might have been um, called Vampires. <laughs> the John Carpenter movie? No, no, it's not that one. Uh, it looked very Dawson's Creaky, like uh, the cover. Um, oh, I'm not going to be able to remember. There was one guy, he had like severe eyebrows. Um, and really didn't do much more with himself. But anyway. I promise. Just going right over there. 
It's probably Australian. This is like Anthony Sneed caliber acting. <laughs> oh, that was an obscure reference. Have they gotten the address yet? No. It's a terrible 911 operator. It would have been funny if it was Art on the other line. Put your head between your knees and kiss your ass goodbye. If they were going to leave, why didn't they just leave? Why did he call the police mm. first? What the fuck? He called the police literally to say, we're not hanging around here. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, if I had proofread the script, I would have said, you, know, you might want to rethink that whole scene a little bit. Ooh. Mm. Why does it mouse? See, he makes sure they did. Yes, of course. Yeah. Whereas, yes. When it comes to yes, him, yeah. they're like, yeah, that's good enough. That'll, mm -hmm. that'll last. Mm -hmm. It's like a bad mechanic. Yeah. You, you'll get through to them next year like that mm -hmm. well sometimes you just have to swallow the load I mean what's the what's the swallow race? your pride <laughs> no I mean swallow the um, the cost I guess and just buy another car <laughs> Um, there, write there off. was, write it off, eat it, eat it. Oh, I had to break finger it blast that day. shit. What? It's quite easy. Mm. Oh. See, it used to be when James was on the show that it got super gay. I think we, <laughs> you and me, used to keep it, you know. A little gay. Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> We're Joshua Ex Jackson level gay. Yeah, uh, well, except when I started talking about fantasies of rubbing buttholes in the bathroom. <laughs> in the what? <laughs> <laughs> My fantasies of rubbing buttholes in the bathtub doing oh, a Silent Night, Deadly Night 3 commentary. <laughs> that so was the definition. That whale noise of like rubbing up against porcelain. Like, <laughs> that was the definition of oversharing. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> That's funny.
อืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอือ Well, what gay conversation would you like to have about art tonight? Uh, art the clown, I meant. I don't know. You're the one who told me he was very attractive. I don't even know what he looks like. No, but I, I say attractive compared to uh, what you might imagine. Actually, when I first watched this, I wondered what nationality he was because um, it could have been any, really. Um, well, um, something I did notice uh, is that did that. They're going to be doing a new Night of the Living Dead Part Two, which is going to be in as well. You mean a new Dawn of the Dead? No, Night of the Living Dead. Well, Dawn of the Dead is the sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Well, on the movie page, it was Night of. And Day of the Dead is the sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Okay. And then there's Diary of the Dead and all those other ones. Return of the Living Dead. No, that's a different franchise. Yeah, no. <laughs> now, it said Sterling Brothers Extermination. Does Sterling have anything horror related to it? Not that I can think of, yeah. no. Well, I'm gl- I'm glad of that because I'm so fucking tired of these movies that have shit like fucking, you know, fucking, um, fucking craving <laughs> fucking books and yeah, yeah. fucking carpenter fucking upholstery. It's so stupid and obvious, and it's always the same people. <laughs> yes, Romero pest control. You know. <laughs> Uh, You're gonna get shot. I was I'll trying to think of, anyway. Yes, yeah, shoot him anyway. I was trying to think of a jewelry company. I was gonna say I was actually gonna say Romero jewelry. No, no, no. But Romero sounds more like cold cuts. This is yes, Italian. Yeah. Or, um, there probably is a Romero call called several, actually. <laughs> Hooper taxidermy. That's a, that one's a little too on the nose right there. <laughs> oh my god. Taxidermatologist. She's still alive. Oh. I wasn't sure if it's a policeman or someone, but it's quite cute. Oh, the bald guy? No, no, the one that said she's still alive. Um, the cop, the bald cop, um, is going to be in the second one as a different character. Okay. Okay, what are you bringing me? Murder, suicide. Wonderful. What's behind showcase? Whereas that paramedic is far too beautiful. <laughs> like she's got her hair done. <laughs> you can dig him out of the back of his skull. So I should put on a seventh pot of coffee then. You're gonna need something a lot stronger than coffee. Landon said they just found two more bodies. 
Oh my god, that is the thickest New York accent I've ever heard in my entire life. And they had to make her say Glovey. Yeah. You gotta put an extra bottle of Glovey on. Let's go get some coffee. Oh, never disappoints, does it? It looks like it's just getting started. Well, seeing as how I'm going to be here for another 24 hours, thanks See, sure you. a bit of liver and uh, cox. I think you could uh, get me a breakfast sandwich with bacon or something with bacon. bacon. Well, a lot of people have New York accents in this movie. I think, um, well, I am watching. Um, who's the MD around here? I don't know if he's from, <laughs> but I know David um, Thornton lives in New York. Okay. Once you've seen an eight-month-old microwave to death. And with a name like Leone, I would assume that the director's probably from New York, too. Yeah, yeah. Look, you had to ask, right? I'll hook you up, Doc. That's my guy. Stay safe out there. I was going to be named Damien. Did I tell you that? No. What yeah, that stopped you from being called Damien? The Omen. Oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah, that was going to be my name. And then my parents were like, I think I think they forgot or I don't know or if they hadn't seen The Omen. I and knew a they lot were of like, Italians called Dominic. Yes, I have a cousin, Italian, and my, an Italian cousin named Dominic. Uh, and Domenica as well. No, I don't. I don't have so, a named named after Sunday. Okay. Because Domenico is Sunday. <laughs> In Italian? Yeah. My cousin's last know. name is Christmas, but in Croatian. <laughs> What's the Croatian word for Christmas? Božić. Oh. That sounds very aggressive. Well, or a lot of Croatian sounds aggressive. Even when, even pleasant stuff. <laughs> kind of sounded like you were saying bullshit. No. <laughs> it's a Z with an accent on it, so it's, it's supposed to be saying Z. It's saying Z. One year one. later. She's been so cooperative. Makes I should have given her one of those wobbly eyes. What what does she look like? Important to stay positive, right? Um good spirits. Kinda like a foot. Oh no. So she looks like Sarah Jessica Parker? So long, Doctor. Goodbye. But after Matthew Broderick ran her over. Right, yeah. I assumed he did already several times. <laughs> Wouldn't you if you had to live with Sarah Jessica Parker? <laughs> so I think it was implied that she killed the host. Because you see her, yeah. No, it was not implied. Yeah, it wasn't she implied. It, was, it, was, it actually happened, yeah. 
What are you, mental? <laughs> my, my brain is going. <laughs> I actually have a terrible memory. I don't know if I've ever said that. I noticed. Yeah. Who am that's I again? I that's why I tend to write a lot of things down. It's just... Well, mm, memory is usually one of the first things I notice about people because I have a very good memory and I've always had a very good memory. Yeah. And I tend to think that people remember thing, this all of the same things that I do, so I talk to them like they do and they don't... Generally, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. And there are so sometimes like, conversations I can remember well, but uh, sometimes other stuff not. Hmm. <laughs> so what did you think of Terrifier this time around? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I enjoyed it again. It's um, uh, not a bad... You, don't go into it prejudging it. It's not very Halloweeny. No. I kind of forgot. I don't even think they. Do they even say Halloween in the movie? I don't know. They were dressed up at the beginning. Well, oh yeah, been, that's that, that could have been okay. for the races, you know. Could have been. That would be good having women and fascinators getting killed off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because they get terribly drunk here <laughs> and, you know, it's this, this very prestigious event and then you have these port filled with vomit <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. Staten Island Cable they use Staten Memory Island Cable Wes Craven, George Romero and Toby Hooper how long ago did Wes Craven die? I think he died in 2016 oh okay So that was Terrifier. And it was terrifying. I was soiling my pants. Yes. Mm -hmm. You were marinated in your own shit from how scared you Oh my God. All right, too far. (laughs) You were using nature's lube. (laughs) Oh my God. Sometimes I think I... Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but then I have to remember who I'm dealing with, and it's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. I always Everything's wondered up. if that Shaggy song, Push It, was about sodomy. You think? It might be. Well, because it does sound, sound like it's saying, push it. Oh, God. What about the Salt and Pepper song? What about that? What about that? What about that? Yeah, but that one, you know, there's the definite line between push and it, whereas... Yeah, push it real good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So not only do they want you to push it, they want you to talk about sex as well. Did you know that? Baby, yes. Baby, yes. I was in fifth grade when that song came out. I remember that my sister had the CD single of it. I didn't like it that much. Well, I didn't get it myself. (laughs) Oh, I did like Salt and Pepper though. I remember the very necessary album was Essential Listening when I was in like seventh grade. Everybody had that record. Oh my god, (laughs) what 
was their big famous song that they did? Aside from Shoop. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was from Very Necessary, but that that was in the 90s. Um, Push It and stuff was in the 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it does sort of have a bit of a, like, a run DMC vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, even, um, uh, oh, God, what's it? Not my Anaconda, you know. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Um, Sir Mix a lot. Yeah. Did that come out? That was like early nineties. Yeah, yeah. It had that similar um uh beat. No. Well in my ear it did. No. Shoop was a bit more mellow. Oh yeah, no, Shoop uh yeah, sorry, Shoop was more um uh, R and B ish slash uh, rap, whereas uh the other one. Um, anyway. Okay, you do realize that this is a horror <laughs> podcast, right? Well, listening to me is traumatic, so <laughs> talking about mm-hmm. early 90s rap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I could imagine someone quoting this in a suicide note. Oh, I was listening to Tony talking about salt and pepper, and <laughs> that was when my mm-hmm. life ended. Mhm 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 Yeah, on that note, um we're going to wrap this one up. Do you have any final thoughts? Um I do not. No. Okay. Except that I'm looking forward to the sequel. Yeah, that should be good. Mhm mhm mhm. Well, until then, and until next time, um, yes, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. And I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. I want to say thank you to Tony for joining me. Always lovely. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay, we're gonna wrap this one up. So, until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.